Luke, the 15th chapter. As we are turning to this gospel, we will be looking at the familiar parable. Jesus speaking on things being lost and things being found. In this text, it also describes the relationship our God has with us, and in turn, the relationship we can have with him. In this text, we see Jesus is teaching, and he's welcoming all who come to him. But then there's people that do not like that he welcomes the marginalized and the despised. But Jesus is aware of the complaining and the murmuring, but he still stays about his father's business. Because Jesus came for the loss. Somebody should have shouted right there. He came for the weak. He came for those who can't help it. Because he's the one that can help. He's the one that is our strength. He's the one that is rich. He's the one that is the healer. So we look at this. Luke 15, chapter. There, say amen. If you're not there, say hold on. Let us begin. I read from. The New American Standard Version says, Now all the tax collectors and the sinners were coming near him to listen to him. Both the Pharisees and the scribes began to grumble, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable, saying, What man among you, if he has a hundred sheep and has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the open pasture and go after the one which is in Lost until he finds it. When he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. Tell you that, I tell you that in the same way there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who need no repentance. I want to read again in your hearing. Verse 5 says, When he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. Uh, Those, if you don't mind, can help me announce this to your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, it's all on me. If you see somebody asleep, you didn't wake them up, go and wake them up and let them know it's all on me. I want you to look here that Jesus is telling them that he came for the lost and he desires not one of them to be lost and he rejoices in finding them. Isaiah tells us that all of us like sheep have gone astray. Each of us had turned to his own way, but the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall on him. Why is that? Because it's all on me. This is Jesus speaking. 
This is why he takes the time to lay his story alongside what he is doing. That's where we get the word parable means, to lay aside something. So he's laying aside the story with what he is doing. Because Jesus is letting us know that it's all on me. Catch here, we have the Pharisees and the scribes saying he is receiving the tax collectors and the sinners. First, I want to point out to you that Jesus takes it upon himself to receive those who are marginalized and despised. Let's go over your head. Let me break it down to you. The tax collectors and the sinners. The tax collectors are marginalized. They're not really accepted in society. They don't really like what they do. So they treat them differently. The sinners are despised. They don't care for them. They don't like them. They don't talk to them. Let me help you out. You might have somebody that don't like you because you think you're too cute. So they don't like you, so they treat you differently. Or you might have somebody that don't like you because you have the car that they want. Or you might know somebody in your classroom, you don't like them because they're going out with your boyfriend or your girlfriend. Come on, somebody. Y'all getting quiet in the house today. The problem is that when you see somebody that is doing something that you don't agree with, you think, you think it and take it upon yourself to say, well, I will treat them this way to let them know how much I don't like them. But we see Jesus uh, saying that he received them. When he says he receives them, it says he welcomes them and he eats with them. Catch this, in this time that it was something special to eat with somebody. To eat with somebody shows familiarity. To eat with somebody means that I know you and I want to know you. What does that say? That says that Jesus sees you in your bad habits and how people may not like you, but he still says, I want to know you. He takes it upon himself to let you come in his house. Think about it for a moment. You see people walking down your street. And you make sure you close your blinds because you don't want them to come in. They knock on your door. You don't even look. You don't even bother to answer because you know what they have. And you say, I don't want none of what they're about to bring up in here. Because when you don't want to welcome somebody, you make it a point to not let them in. But Jesus is said here that he welcomes them. He receives them. You might know somebody that has contempt towards you. They don't like what you do. They don't like what you say. They don't like where you live. They don't like where you work. They might not even like the way you look. Your, your skin color does not match theirs. Your dialect does not match theirs. Your, your hairstyle does not match theirs. You don't dress the way you, they think you should dress. You don't live where they think you should live, or you do live where they think you should live, and that's why they don't like you. Come on, somebody. And then you don't like that person that might have the job that you don't have. The tax collector didn't necessarily have a bad job, but they was working for the government. And you know how it goes around in the circle, right? You're working for the man. People want to beat the man so they don't like the man. Because why? The man's an authority. Mm. They don't like the one who's an authority that's telling you what to do. So everybody goes out to say, well, the reason I don't have a job is because I don't want to work for the man. So you'd rather be broke. That's pretty much what they're translating. See, the reason why I don't work is I don't want to work for the man. So in other words, you'd rather have the man pay for you through Social Security, huh? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So now, now you, you, are, you, are, you are a slave to the man. You, you go by what they say. Because now the man really controls you. 
You see, we live in a society that we decided that we think we have control, but when you look at it, you really have no control. So Jesus realized that I see that you are lacking. I see that people have rejected you. I see that people have neglected you. But guess what? I welcome you. Isn't that good news? The saying says that you should always be able to go back home. The saying goes. I said the saying. The saying. Because some, some, sometimes it's not true. But the saying goes that you should always be able to go back home. Or another way they say home is where you can always go back to. That means a place of haven, a place of safety, a place of refuge. There should always be a place that should welcome you back. And look who's always willing to welcome you, Jesus. Because it's all on him. Second, he goes into his story. What does he do? He talks about sheep. Because the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Jesus goes on to say, I am the good shepherd. And I am the gate. And my sheep come through the gate. And cast this, what he says. And the sheep know my name. <laughs> and they respond to my voice. So he goes, say, which one of you, which is a rhetorical question, which one of you would have a hundred sheep and lose one? Would you not leave the multitude, the 99, and go after the one? Would you not? And, of course, it's a rhetorical question because they would. He knows they would. And he says, you would forsake the 99 that are safe right there in the wilderness, in the pasture where you are tending them, and you'll go after the lost one. Look here closely here. Who went after the lost sheep? The shepherd. Wasn't the hireling? Wasn't somebody underneath him? It wasn't somebody else, a dog to go out, bring him back? No, he says he leaves the 99. I want you to grab this. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. What does that mean? That means that he saw from heaven what's going on down here. So that he came down to see the loss. Come on, somebody. He could have sent somebody else, but he says, no, I have to come in order to make this right. He put it upon himself. He who knew no sin became sin. Come on, somebody. Because sin became all on him. He took it off of us and put it on himself. Can we get personal with it? He took it off of me and put it on himself. I'm just talking to myself. You can talk back to me if you will. He took it off of me and put it on himself because I heard Jesus say it's all on me. You can talk to me. It's all right. I won't be up here that much long. I just want you to grab this here, that he goes after the loss. He takes it upon himself to look after the loss. He doesn't send somebody else. Think about it for a moment, how we have it convenient that somebody's outside, you send somebody else to go. Hey, go get so-and-so. But when, when so-and-so does not come back, what do you do? You go, send, you go out yourself, realizing that it's not working. So let me go out myself. To make sure it's all right. The saying goes again, right? If you want something right, you do it yourself. Y'all should have caught on to that. God wanted something right. Somebody, somebody got it. God wanted something right. He did it himself. Come on. 
he leaves the 99 that are safe in the pasture. And look at, look, look, how long does he look? Until he finds. Until he finds. Until he finds. Until can translate that. He gives us new mercies and new grace. Until we get it right. Come on, somebody. Everybody in this place, I, I, I don't care who you are and what you're going to say, everybody in this place didn't, didn't get it right the first time. But yet he kept you until you got it right. And, and some of y'all say, I, I don't have it right yet, because he's still keeping you until you get it right. You see, see, don't get caught up. And you don't have it all together because he's not done with you yet. Because if you're not where you should be, guess what? He's still looking for you. And if he's not looking for you, he might already have you and he's taking you there. Oh, that went, I went ahead of myself, huh? Because he says when he found the sheep, what did he do? He rejoiced and placed the sheep on his shoulders. I can see him seeing the sheep. It could have been the sheep like this. One sheep could have been laying on their back, feet up in the air, just flaying away. If the sheep stays there that much longer, a couple of things can happen. Uh, a predator can come and have a free meal. He can just die because he can't get over on himself. And so some of us, some of us can tip over, can fall down. One way a sheep falls down, that the wool just gets too heavy. That they can't keep their balance. That they just fall down. Has anybody ever been like that in their life? That situations around you got kind of heavy. And you just felt down. Everybody else is smiling all around you, but you can't even crack a grin. People are clapping and praising God all around you. But you're thinking, woe is me. Everybody else talking about how good life is to them. And you're just thinking, nobody knows the troubles I've seen. And you just seem down. You seem all by yourself. But one time, I tell you, all you got to do is just look up to the hills which cometh your help. And your help cometh from the Lord. I'm telling you, sometimes you might go to the doctor and the doctor has nothing but bad news for you. Some sad news from you. The news you don't want to hear. But I'm here to tell you, there's still always some good news. And the good news is, though you may die, yet you shall live. The good news is that there'll be no more pain and no more suffering. The good news is I'll wipe the tears away from your eyes. The good news is I'll be your God and you'll be my people. So you can look out maybe down in this world. But to go ahead and tell your neighbor, it's going to get better. Because he's looking out for me. He's looking out for me. And when he sees me down, he sees me and comes to me and lifts me up. Come on, somebody. And, and when he lifts me up, he rejoices and takes me back where I should be. Or you might be a sheep 
who again has some thick wool. Oh, it's a wool problem. It's always the skin we in. We have some thick wool, and we got caught up in some stuff. Might be a thorn bush. Might be a thicket. Might be fornication. Uh-oh. Might be alcohol. Uh-oh. Might be puff puff pads. Uh-oh. Might be I dip into the treasury. Uh-oh. Might be I'm with somebody that's not mine. Uh-oh. Got caught up and don't know how to get out. But the Bible tells me that he's faithful and just to forgive us of all our sins if we confess. If we confess. Well, the problem is we are so caught up in our mess. You have the nerve to tell somebody, I'm not stuck. And when you think you're not stuck, that's when you are in a bad situation. But when you know you're stuck and you cry out, bad. <laughs> Translation, Lord, help me. God can see the situation better than you can. He can cut off what's hindering you. Ooh, he can remove the hindrances out of your life. <laughs> and catch this, he'll lift you up. <laughs> And take you back where you need to be. Or you might be a sheep that's been injured. Mm. The animal tried to get you, but you was able to get away. But now you're limping. You've been wounded. You've been hurt. It might have been a lie somebody said on you. Might have been someone you love most and they broke your trust. Might have been somebody took a life of a loved one. It might be one of your loved ones just happened to go away. It might be that what you love most was gone. It might have been your house. It might have been your job, but it's gone, and you're just hurting now, thinking nobody cares for me. Nobody calls me. Nobody checks on me. I'm all by myself. You no longer want to go back to where you came from because you feel nobody cares. So you're just limping around wounded. And the problem is when you walk around on a wounded leg, you're just making it worse. It's not going to get any stronger. It's not going to get any better. Same thing with an open wound. If you don't put something on it, it's going to get infected. And it's going to get messed up. Some of us are walking around with open wounds, walking on bad legs, thinking we're going to heal ourselves. But yet when Jesus sees you wounded, <laughs> he can fix that leg. He can cover that wound. And guess what? He won't make you walk back. He'll lift you up. And put you on his shoulders and take you back where you want to be. Or you might be a sheep that happened to leave the flock. You left the green pastures. You're all by yourself and you're malnourished. You're weak. You're frail. Because you thought you could live off what you saw outside. You thought that all of this satisfying of my flesh was going to make me happy. You thought all this gang banging and lying is going to make me happy. For let me get real, I can talk about me. I thought Sam being a class clown was going to make me happy. I, I thought me knocking down kids' books in the hallways would make me happy. I thought talking about people's mamas and brothers and sisters would make me happy. But when I found out that every time I got in trouble, I made my parents unhappy, it made me unhappy. 
But the sad thing is that once I left the house and went back to outside in the field, I went back doing those field things, trying to make myself happy one more time. And then it hit me, check this out, it woke me up that I realized that I was being a bad example. I didn't care whose example I was, but when it became to that I was going to have a little brother, I realized that I did not want to be a bad example. Can I get real with somebody? Somebody's watching you, and they see what you're doing. You, you go off the beat of path, they might be following you. And when you get in danger, they're going to be in danger with you. And the sad thing is, it's going to be your fault. You're going to tell them, you should have been following me. Well, you should have been leading them. See, see, we get caught up and say, I don't have a title. I'm not a leader. Wrong. And try again. Everybody's watching you and seeing what you're doing. Whether you want to admit it or not, that's what they're doing. And that's a sad thing that we see those going off the path. And people say, it must be better over here. But keep up coming up empty. You're dry. You're hungry. You're thirsty. Wanting, longing just for anything to quench you. And you're trying to make it back, but you're so weak. You can't make it back. You're walking, you're falling back down. You get back up, you fall back down. To the point you fall down, you can't get back up again. But Jesus was looking for you. And when he sees you, he lifts you up. (laughs) Rejoices and brings you back. To give you the nourishment that you need. Because the Lord is my shepherd. He leads me by the still waters and the green pastures. He will satisfy you. And look at this. Look at this. He will look until he finds you. He will look until he finds you. The question is, will you join him? Or will you buck him? There's some stubborn sheep sometimes that will buck and fight. Are you like that? Or will you be docile and say, I'll go with him? And look what happened. He places the sheep on his shoulders. On his shoulders. He didn't tell the sheep it's on yourself to find your way back home. He says, no, it's all on me. Look at the shoulders. How do we use our shoulders? We use our shoulders to carry book bags. We have shoulder straps to carry our purses. We have lumberjacks that carry logs on their shoulders. We see people carry heavy loads on their shoulders. Our shoulders illustrate how we can't carry stuff with a heavy load. We put it on our shoulders to carry it. But sometimes we use it figuratively saying that this burden I cannot shoulder. I can't shoulder this anymore. Or that I feel like the world are on my shoulders. Or somebody has a chip in their shoulders. We use a shoulder to realize that sometimes a burden or sometimes heavy loads that we carry. But Jesus says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Uh, somebody missed it here. They put the yoke on the shoulders of the animals so that they will be under pressure. But Jesus says, I'll put my yoke on you for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. See, I, I know you feel that you got the world on your shoulders. Well, take it off because I have overcome the world. Come on, somebody. Do you understand? He said, I will put it on my shoulders. What it said in Isaiah, it says that he will come with the government on his shoulders. Who has believed our message? Look at this. It is for the child will be born to us. A son will be given to us and the government will rest on his shoulders, 
and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. He is becoming everything for us. He's willing to bear it for us. Look what he bared on his shoulder. He bared the government on his shoulders. He symbolized showing how the shepherd takes the sheep on his shoulders. It says in Isaiah, he bore our sins. When you bear something, you bear it on what? On your shoulders. How do you see Jesus carrying the cross? Do you do not, do you do not see him carrying it on his shoulders? What did it say about when he died? He hung his head in the locks of his shoulders. But yet every time he had to stand up and use his shoulders to hold himself up saying, Lord, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Uh, he sunk on back down. He had to say it one more time to a criminal that knew the truth. He had to sit up right down, hold himself up so he can breathe. You know you got to use your shoulders to lift up your, your, your diaphragm so you can catch some wind. And he says, Verily, truly I say unto you, you'll be with me this day in paradise. Do you understand here that he'll put all the pain, all the suffering on his soul? He became sin for us. It's all on him. He died for us. It's all on him. He was wounded for our transgressions. By his stripes we are healed. Who sold it for us? Jesus. He showed it all my pains, hallelujah. He showed it all my troubles, hallelujah. Do you understand what he told the disciples? He said, look here, don't worry about the world before I have overcome the world. If you don't grab anything else today, it's all on Jesus. Don't blame yourself. Don't try to do it yourself because you can't do it. That's why he came. Because he wanted something done right. He came himself. So he can carry you. Look, look, look where he carries the sheep. Back to the pasture. But before he gets to the pasture, he stops by somewhere. He stops by somewhere. Says he goes into the house and tells all the friends and all the neighbors, Come and rejoice with me. For the one that was lost is now found. First, I want to point out to you that when you were lost and he has found you, he does not take you back to the mess it came from. But no, he presents you to the Father and saying, this is mine. This is mine. This is all mine. I claim them myself. Y'all don't hear me, do you? Do you catch this? He says it's the same way in heaven that before God. Oh, y'all missed it. Before God. Oh, y'all still didn't catch it. Before God and all his angels. I'm going to preach to myself. Y'all see, like, don't hear me. Before God and all his angels, they rejoice over one sin repentance. Why is that? Because he died and defeated the grave and sin and death to present me faultless before the Lord. So he brings me back. Say so you were lost, but now you're found. And I know you left because you were wounded. It got too heavy. You got caught up in some mess. You thought it was better somewhere else. But now you're righteous. Come on, somebody. Now you're my child. Now you're mine. And cast it. Everything's going to be all right. I want you to grab that God can fix it. He can fix it.
He can fix it. So stop trying to do it all by yourself. Let him lead you. Because it's the shepherd's job. It's the shepherd's job. Through the storm, through the famine, through the hot sun, to provide for the sheep. So when it, it gets cold, he knows it's cold. He's going to make sure you're okay. When it gets too hot, he'll, he'll save your wool. When there's no more grass there, he'll take you to another green pasture. When you need some more water, he'll take you to the water. He knows it's all on him. All you have to do is trust and obey. But the other lesson I want to close out, some of you are thinking, I have nothing to repent for. Well, that's, that's, that's the problem. That's why you're trying to find some joy in somebody else's life. Because you're not rejoicing with him because you think you're all right with him. But he says he rejoiced over one repentant more than the 99 righteous who do not repent. Because the Pharisees and Sadducees thought they were good. They had nothing to, 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 to repent for. But the tax collectors and the sinners knew, I'm coming because I want to know the truth. Some of us do not get, be holier than thou. Do not be called up and say, I've been living right all my life. But say, Lord, let me humbly come back to you and truly confess and repent and let you heal. And say, it's all on you, Lord. It's all on you. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. Father, we come to you right now. Thank you that it's all on you. That nothing we can say or do can change it, God. Because, Father, Lord, you are truly our Redeemer. You are our Savior. And, Father, someone here today, Lord, who may not know Jesus as a Lord, Lord, I pray right now that they place it all on him. That they confess with their mouth and believe in their heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. And that he died on the cross for their sins, rose again from the grave on the third day, is now ascended in the heavenly places with you, God. And though we thank you, Father, that you desire that one day we'll be home with you. But, Lord, until we get there, Lord, you'll carry us, you'll carry us, you'll carry us, and we will rest on your shoulders because it's all on you. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Let God's, God's people say amen. 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 Maybe we stand, maybe we stand a hand. A fellowship is somewhere here today.